0: The wise men are led by the star to Jesus. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they came into, when they could come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Thanks be to God.
1: I thought I'd try and stand up this time. Uh, Last year I spoke here and uh, somebody in the back row said, I can't see him. So uh, I thought they either get a cherry picker and lift me up on a cherry picker, which is probably like that pulpit there, but... um, I'd rather stand, so, uh, but it's nice to to be with you. I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, TV program, Who Do You Think You Are? It's become very popular. I looked up and it's uh, actually started in um, 2004, would you believe. So it's been going since then, and the, my favorites are people like Billy Audie and uh, Vic Reeves and uh, others like... Uh, uh, Rick Stein was one, he was a, a, a chef, and his great-grandfather was a Methodist minister, So I remembered. I remembered that um, in his love. He was an interesting character as well. Uh, but I wondered, what would my genealogy look like if they did a bit of rooting about in my past? And uh, I know that some of my relatives, my cousins, have looked into this, and, and they reckon that we have connections with Burke and Hare, I don't know if you know, do you think there's a a resemblance there between Burke? Um, Well, Burke and Hare were grave robbers uh, in in Edinburgh, and uh, they murdered people but also robbed graves to sell uh, for a professor, Knox, who uh, used them in in his anatomy uh, lectures, and uh, I sort of wanted that to be kind of airbrushed out of my past, and I think sometime later they They sent us all over to Northern Ireland to to get rid of us from Scotland. Uh, But uh, you don't need to worry too much about him. I think they hanged him in 1829, so uh, you can forget about William Burke. My dad was called William Burke, actually, but that's just by the way. (laughs) Strangely, when we come to the genealogy of Jesus, we skip it. It's in the first book of the New Testament part of the Bible. It's in the first verse of the first book, but we skip what we think is the boring bits. Uh, but it's quite a recent thing, because since medieval times, the Middle Ages, maybe even for 1,500 years uh, up to recently, maybe the last 100 years, we have celebrated Jesus' genealogy in very similar way to we do with Christmas trees. And we do it by decorating what's called a Jesse tree, and that's a Jesse tree, which some families still do. And they add a bauble every, there's 25, not on that, but there's 25 that will be added, one each day. Just, And that's where we get our modern Advent calendars from. There's no chocolates in that one, but you can spot the little symbols as you look at it bottom right. I think that's the torch is supposed to be Abraham and then Isaac beside him. And then Moses in the bulrushes. I guess the coat of many colors is David. Uh, we've got the, the crook on the right there. That'll be Jesse, the guy I'm going to talk about. Uh, and he was the father of King David, who will be the star. And then, this isn't very good for the people behind me, is it, really? Um, but then there's the uh, Adam, and there uh, will be the story of Adam. We had that in our readings. But you can work it all out yourselves. Uh, Mary at the top, and Joseph the carpenter, uh, and Jesus at the top of the tree. Well, that's a Jesse tree. Uh, Now some of you know about that and some of you won't, uh, but believe it or not, that's where we get our Advent calendars from, Uh, and you'll struggle to get Jesus in an Advent calendar these days. I I looked up in the Telegraph's top 30 Advent calendars, and there wasn't one that had Jesus in it. There was a a Harrods one there, there was a Lego one, Peppa Pig's, uh, there was a, a milk tray one, but nothing with Jesus in it in the top 30 Advent calendars. I remember overhearing uh, a woman, uh, a mother and her her daughter. The daughter said, Mom, uh, about an Advent calendar that we're trying to buy. Mom, I want one with the baby on it. I don't know if she said baby Jesus. Mom, I want one with the baby on it. And the mom said to the little girl, I don't think they do them with the baby in it anymore, darling. And I thought, that's sad. That's that's the, the day and age that we are in. But a Jesse tree, uh, as I mentioned about the crook, uh, was named after a guy called Jesse, who was a farmer in Bethlehem. And he was the grandson uh, of Boaz and Ruth. We love that story because it's a nice little love story if you read up on it. Uh, But significantly, Jesse was the father of King David, of David and Goliath fame. Uh, And uh, we had two readings today, both which uh, referred to this Uh, This person, uh, Carol, in the fourth lesson, spoke uh, about the prophet Isaiah who said, uh, A shoot shall come forth from the stump of Jesse and a branch out of his roots. A shoot shall come forth out of the branch of Jesse and a branch out of his roots. And then uh, Reverend Mark read uh, from a couple of chapters before that, Unto us a child is born... And uh, that was pinched, of course, by Handel for his Messiah. Uh, And the government shall be in his shoulders, and wonderful, counsellor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. These are all names that we know and associate uh, with Jesus. But the strange thing about those uh, announcements were that they were 700 years before the birth of Jesus. The prophet Isaiah was given word uh, and, and knew that from this man, Jesse somebody amazing would come and he would be the Messiah. 700 years before, I find that astonishing. But strangely, our Christmas readings miss the first verse of the first gospel in the New Testament, the genealogy of Jesus We've heard it all already, uh, the reading from Luke 1 about the angel foretelling Mary. And uh, then we had the birth of Jesus. I think Dennis read that about in the stable, in the manger. Uh, And then the angel came to the shepherds while they watched their flocks by night. And then we had the wise men, of course. uh, But we missed the genealogy. So I thought I'd put you out of your misery and let you have a slide with the genealogy of Jesus on it. Uh, and uh, just give you a chance to feast it. Here we go. There we are. The book of the generation of Jesus, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Uh, and the word begat means was the father of, by the way. But Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judah, and Judah uh, begat uh, Judas, begat uh, Pharez, and Zara of Tamar, and Fares begat Ezra, and Ezra begat Aram, and Aram begat Aminadab, and Aminadab begat Nason, and uh, Nason begat Solomon, and Solomon begat Boaz of Rahab, and uh, Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat King David. That's the first bit. (laughs) Okay, I see you're glazing over a little bit, so I'll, I'll leave it there as far as the but I'll, I'll leave you just to digest that yourself. But just let's put a little bit of color on it, uh, just in the next slide. The next slide. Is that the next slide? Oh, it's just in the colors. No, no. So the color's not come out very well, but it, the, the, the words in red, in, in three it says, Judas begat Pharaoh Azara of Thamar. Can you see that? Probably not at the back. Judas begat Pharaoh Azara of Thamar. Oh dear, that's the story which involves incest. Um, Then verse 5, Solomon begat Boaz of Rahab. Oh dear, we know that Rahab was a prostitute. Um, David begat Solomon, now Solomon's famous, but David begat Solomon, this is verse 6, of her that had been the wife of Uriah. Don't even name her. Her name was Bathsheba. Now, David, that's a story about murder. He murdered his best friend so that he could, and before that had adultery with his wife. There's little bits that I'm sure Jesus might want to airbrush out of his family tree. It's a bit messy when you look at it like that. So what's my point? That there's some sleaze in the genealogy of Jesus? But no, that's not my point. My point is that God chooses people who have made mistakes. God chooses people who have failed in many ways. Ordinary people, if you like, like ourselves. Maybe not murderers and adulterers or incest, but liars and cheats, There in there. I didn't expand on that before. But if you think, well, I haven't been as bad as some of those, then be encouraged because God chooses people like you and me to be in his family. And we'll hear in our last reading these words, to those who receive him, that's Jesus, to them he gives the right to become the people, the children of God. Those who believe in his name, the name of Jesus. That could be you tonight. If you've not really thought about this before, that could be you tonight. But there's another point. Matthew starts his gospel with the genealogy of Jesus. Go back one slide, please, Christian. Uh, It begins with a genealogy of Jesus because he wants this story to be known as rooted in history. This isn't a story of once upon a time. This isn't about a princess who kissed a frog and suddenly a prince appeared. It's not about Cinderella being uh, invited to a ball and dropping a shoe and finding her beloved as he came to find her afterwards. Those are once upon a time. This story is rooted in history, all of those people. And if it was myth, perhaps they would have airbrushed out some of the things I've just mentioned. This isn't once upon a time. Good news is very important, and this phrase in the, what the angel brought to the people is very important. That phrase, good news, means more than we would understand it as being just something nice. It's a historic announcement in the original Greek that it was written in. It's a historic announcement, and of course, news is not something that's about to happen. News is something that has happened. It's an announcement of something significant that has happened. Christ was born in Bethlehem. He came down from earth to heaven, who is God and Lord of all. And his shelter was a stable, and his cradle was a stall, a trough, a feeding trough for animals. He came down into history, into time and place, and became human. We call that the incarnation, a baby born into poverty, in a manger, in a trough, God with us, Emmanuel. Now, other religions may teach patterns of prayer, may teach mindfulness, may teach a philosophy, but none of them have a person as the one that they point to. We point to Jesus and say he rose from the dead, he defeated death, and so we can welcome him here amongst us here today because by his Holy Spirit... He is present and he's a person who knows you. He's a person who knows all about you and loves you. A person that you can know and relate to and be rooted in. Your present roots may be your stability. Your present roots might be your family. might be your job. It might be your house or something like that. Your football team if you're that way inclined. Your Roots might be your stability, but this Christmas you could be rooted in Jesus. Christmas might be tinsel and trees, and you might like that, and I do. It might be cozy film reruns. It might be chestnuts roasted over an open fire. It might be a load of things which are cozy and nice, even a nice carol service to go along with it. And some of these things will touch us. Maybe even tonight a tear in your eye as you've sang some of the songs or heard some things. Touched, but not changed. Touched, but not changed. And I want you to stop yourself there because, because it comes around every year we've learned to filter out the gaudy bits, the over-the-top bits. We've learned to filter out those things and I want you to stop yourself The manger wasn't cozy. It was wood. The cross wasn't pretty. It was wood that he was nailed to. The stable was probably smelly. Don't filter it out. Stay with it. Jesus left the security of heaven to come to be born of Mary. Think of what he gave up for us. The baby Jesus is God. He grew up to live and to die for you. And he invites you to receive him. It says, as I read earlier, to those who receive him, who believe in his name, he gives you the right to become his child, the child of God. And he knows, as I said, who you are. He knows what you're like. And, you know, he's a forgiver. And if you've got loads of baggage, he's a load lifter. And if you're anxious about loads of stuff, then he's a peacemaker as well. He's a peace giver. When you receive him, he comes into your life and transforms you from the inside out. If you start that adventure here tonight, your life will never be the same again. You will be rooted in him, transformed. Will you do it? I hope so. I'm going to finish off with a prayer from a little book that I'd like to give you if, uh, if you're going to say this prayer for the first time. It's a book called Why Jesus. And there's a prayer in the back of it that I'd like to give you a copy of it. If you pray this for the first time and mean it, then ask me for one of these books. I'll be at the back and we'll give you a, a, one of these books so you have a copy of the prayer and some better explanation of how deep and powerful this is. I'm going to pray that prayer now. If it's the first time, then this prayer will transform your life. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for things I've done wrong in my life. Please forgive me. I now turn from everything I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I can be forgiven, set free. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your Spirit. I receive that gift now. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.
2: and sing you to sleep.
3: And your Lord.
1: lesson st john unfolds the great mystery of the incarnation john chapter 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning with god all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness the darkness Did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world. And the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God." And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and true. Thanks be to God. Drawing our service to a close with a special prayer for Christmas time and then a blessing. And then I think we have a musical number. Let us pray. God, our Father, whose word has come among us in the holy child of Bethlehem, may we the light of faith illuminate our hearts and shine in our words and deeds through him who is Christ alone. Amen. The final blessing. May the joy of the angels and the gladness of the shepherds and the worship of the wise men and the peace of Christ which passes understanding be yours this Christmas. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be upon you and those you love now and evermore. Amen.